Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Welcome to Development Hell. every horror movie that hits VOD, countless others end up DOA. Development Hell is the podcast dedicated to unearthing these cursed horror productions. We're going to find out what went wrong, and then decide if these titles still stand a shot at the green light. I am your host, Josh Korngut. I am the managing editor of Dread Central. I am also a filmmaker in Toronto, Canada. This podcast is a proud member of the Dread Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Development Hell. On today's very special bonus episode, we're going to be taking a detour from unearthing horror films that were never made into talking about one that was, in fact, made and is also likely one of the most anticipated horror films of the year. That is right, we are talking all about Scream 6 today, and I am thrilled to let you know that we are talking with some of the people involved in making this film. Today we have interviews with the directing and filmmaking team behind Scream 6. We'll be talking to directors Matt Bettelini-Olpin and Tyler Gillette, along with Chad Vilela, who is producer on the film. These three gentlemen together are known by Radio Silence. They have made a couple of really extraordinary films, including Ready or Not and Scream 5. I'm a huge fan of these guys, and I can't wait for you to hear my interview. If you want to know exactly how I feel about Scream Six, you can head over to Dread Central and find my review. There will be no spoilers, but I do want you to know I loved it. Okay, and that's it. Get ready for my interview with Radio Silence. So, 
Matt, after the positive response to Scream 5, was the pressure greater this time or did it feel kind of alleviated? I think it felt, you know, we've talked about this a lot where we, we, we felt a greater pressure because it was that weird thing of like, wow, we did Done that. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh my God, why would we go try to do that again that was such a you know the threading that needle was like such a tightrope walk and uh sorry for mixing metaphors but uh, well i can go further with it no but uh and you know but there was we love the team and everybody involved so much that there was no way we weren't going to do it when the opportunity came to go do it again but i think one of the things that we kind of just internally did with ourselves is we had a conversation where like we can't let this be about that pressure to like we can't feel that pressure we just have to in a weird way say fuck it let's go make the movie we want to make make it you like know. A yeah make like. it exactly we, we talked about ready or not a lot we were like let's mm-hmm. have that energy we had on ready or not with this movie where it's just like we're just doing it everybody's on board and you know i think i think you feel that in the movie hopefully tyler what has your experience been like with this fandom they're wonderful it's <laughs> it's the most i mean it's the most um generous uh thoughtful like educated group it's it's incredible i think that one of the things that's been a real guiding light for us is that um we know that the fans hold these hold this these films to a really high standard and that to a to achieve anything in this franchise you have to really be paying attention and um and I, and I, I that's it's really nice knowing that you you have a group of people who um who if you do your job will be there will show up for you uh i think that you know all, all fandoms have a bit of a dark corner obviously i we're we're poking fun at that in the last movie um but but for us our experience by and large has been um just wildly wildly positive and supportive yeah awesome okay chad it was really cool to see Samara weaving in another film of yours. Did you have this part in mind for her? Um, I think as soon as we read this for Scream 6, the intro for Scream 6, we thought Samara would be a fantastic um, yeah. person to have in this movie and just in, to bring her into the Scream universe. Obviously, we were the biggest Samara fans in the world, and we would work with her on any possible movie that we could, and I think that will always be a goal of ours. Um, so it was really nice being able to bring her into this into this universe. Um, a lot of fun casting other things because I think I love we we just all love this cast more than anything. Like it's it's become our new family over the last three years. Um, and and being able to like see everybody again this weekend and just get together. You know what? When we all get together, it just it's so nice. It's you know it's we built new friendships along the way, and and it's something that we definitely cherish uh, very much. For all of you, it was really cool seeing the last podcast on the left reference this time <laughs> and the Dead Meat reference last time. What are some of your favorite horror podcasts besides those guys? We listened to Lore, fan of Lore for for a hot minute. Um, nice. I horror, but Steal the Stars was a really great podcast. I mean, definitely like horror adjacent. Podcast. Uh, the serial stuff, the morbid, morbid podcast with Elena and Ash, I think is like something. They're different. nasty. That show is gross. <laughs> yeah, they, they go there. Um, they do. Keep going back to it. It's they're, killer. I'm going to give this one to you, Chad, but it's really for all of you. On a scale from one to ten, how dead is Jill Roberts? Tell us, Chad. Eleven? Eleven? Oh, that's <laughs> And yeah. you guys stand by that? Cut him loose. Send him to the fans. Yeah. Okay. 
I, I think everybody can come back. This is this is come on. <laughs> Do you think that there's more story for Jill out there? I mean, we love Jill. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Like you're asking for yourself. This, <laughs> this is a very it's, personal line of questioning, isn't it? <laughs> it's for me. It's for everyone. <laughs> um, just doing the important work. How mapped out is Scream 7? And was there a master plan even before going into Scream 5 for multiple films? I don't think there was a master plan. If there was, we weren't aware of it. And, uh, you know, we're not sure what's up with Scream 7 yet. And, but we do think that one of the greatest things about Scream as a franchise is that it can keep kind of rebuilding itself and reinventing itself. So, you know, in our minds, Scream will go on long after we're gone. There were some awesome visual references to Friday the 13th. I'm curious, did you guys revisit Jason Takes Manhattan at all before diving into this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, working on a movie that uh, is such a celebration of all movies and of, you know, horror culture, I we, we really take pains to do to do our homework with that stuff. I think what we learned for as much as we love that movie is that, you know, we also wanted to make, we wanted this movie to feel like it, um, the city was really a character and it wasn't just a backdrop that it actually had a real role to play in, in um, how those, the different set pieces play out. Um, but are huge, a huge fans of that movie. Did you ever consider setting half of this movie on a boat just to fuck with people? Okay. Who do you think of this entire cast would make the best sleuth in real life? Like if you were to assign any of them to a real life case, who would it be and why? Uh, I'd probably go to Jenna first. She seems to be astute into what's going on with everybody else in the cast uh, really well. So I think she would suss out um, suspects really quickly. Uh, so that's who I would go to. Well, that's a good answer. I loved the Abe Snake reference. It was <laughs> fast, but I love that it was there. Whose idea was that? How did that get put in there? That was, uh, that was uh, well, Spencer from Ice Nine Kills, the singer of Ice Nine Kills. Yeah. Noticed it, but there's a little flyer for the band on on the refrigerator. Okay. And- you know, we we have gotten friendly with him over the last couple of years, and he he sent us that to put in the in the scene, and he he put on there Abe Snake Abe Snake Pit as the location of their show. Uh-huh. And we saw that we're like, oh, let's steal that, let's do that on the bodega. So, yeah, Spencer uh-huh. Price, my kills. And my last question, it's for all of you: Was there ever one movie, horror movie or otherwise, that really fucked you up as a kid or growing up? that stuck with you forever? And what would it be? Oh man, the people under the stairs fucked me up really, really hard when I first watched it. Um, That I like that, I have, um, that's it's still in my system, that movie, my first watch of it, uh, like scared me to my core. Yeah, for me, it was Elm Street. I mean, I saw that when I was way too young, a friend's brother's VHS, that that whole thing, that cliche. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that really fucked me up. And then, you know, also, all of the religious ones, like the Omen and the Exorcist, yeah, those fuck me up on a level where I'm like, I don't know if it's because I was raised Catholic or what, but like I, like I, I don't even really like watching them because I don't <laughs> want to mess with that shit. You know what I mean? It's like that level. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I mean, I've uh-huh. seen it. It's like that's a level that's a little much for me. Yeah. 
And for me, it was ET. ET really fucked me up. I like, <laughs> I haven't, I didn't revisit it again until about maybe two years ago. Um, since when I was six, because Wait, I really? just had, yeah, your first rewatch was <laughs> yeah. like six years ago. <laughs> Um, so I, yeah, I just had ET nightmares my entire childhood. <laughs> I mean, he's a little freak, so I understand. Thanks, guys. Congrats on the movie, and it was great chatting with you today. Thank awesome. you. Thank you so, so much. Chat with you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Development Hell. If you enjoy this podcast, then please do us a major favor of leaving us five stars and writing a positive review. It really makes all the difference in the world. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode of Development Hell. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.